Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rookie Numbers podcast, a podcast where we take tech news, gaming news, and some games, and then turn it over its head and talk about it. Uh, with me, I have Neelak. Hello. And I do this intro every time because Neelak kind of forgets the intro, and I kind of tell him every time. It's becoming it's a pattern. It's very cool. It's, it's almost like it's a different intro. Yes, it's almost like every time we say we'll keep one intro. and then we record another one every single time that's the best part about this spontaneity spontaneity indeed so we have news this week do we some it's a midweek episode but we still have a lot of news hmm let's see so what's the first news for the day aman our first news for the day is the RTX 3070 uh, got delayed to October 29th uh, which is All right in a vacuum, but the AMD RDNA 2 event is on the 28th of October. So looks like these leaks have had an impact on the green giants, and the RDNA 2 event is of course the event where they un unveil and uh, show off their new graphic cards. And after all the big navy leaks and how uh, big navy is shaping up to be um, a lot better than people imagined. Yeah, I think Nvidia is scared at this point. Yeah. Do you think they drive down the price of 3070 if they see AMD is competing already? The whole point of pushing it forward is probably because they want to revise prices. So um unless the AMD price AMD cards are priced competitively or like just on the same level, uh I think they definitely are going to change prices a little bit. And especially because AMD has a reputation for pricing things at a very bang for the buck level. But also, I mean, to be fair, the fifty six hundred and the fifty seven hundred, the last generation cards, mm-hmm. they were directly competing to the sixteen sixties and the twenty sixties, if I'm not wrong, and they were yeah, pretty, pretty similar in pricing. I don't remember whether it was after Nvidia dropped their prices or not, but whatever it is, it seems like it's going to get lower, and it's much better for us as a consumer. Of course, because. Um... Until now, when the 3080 and the 3090 launched, it was already a good enough price, because we were kind of I was kind of expecting at least that the same way that they did with 2080, like the 2000 launch, they're just going to say that since we have better performance, we're just going to charge a little more money, but they didn't do that. And now, if this means that they are jacking down, like if they are dropping prices because of AMD and because of competition, that's always a great thing. Yeah. So. At this point, our day thirty seventy is aimed to be priced at four ninety nine USD. Uh, let's see how far it goes down. Do you think it goes? I don't see. I don't think it goes below like three ninety nine max. I I don't think so either. It's probably going to be like a, yeah a fifty dollar cut. How do you think these prices convert to India? Into into ten hundred percent. Okay, so you're saying a direct. Um, so what happens in India is. Basically, gets converted into the dollar, and then plus like forty percent import taxes are added. Effectively, mm-hmm. it goes up to like into ten being an effective. So estimate. and into hundred percent instead of into seven. Yeah, my bad. Into a hundred percent. So and also, yeah. Uh, there was one anomaly a few days back. I don't know if you know or not. So, uh, could you tell me what the Xbox Series X and Series S prices were? Uh, it was four ninety nine and two ninety nine, right? Four ninety nine to ninety nine, right? So what yeah. happened was in India the pricing was for an Xbox Series X it's fifty one k, which uh-huh. is fair, which is around the hundred k into hundred margin. Uh-huh. 
Mm-hmm. Whereas the Series S, which was priced at two ninety nine, was jacked up to thirty five thousand. That's a lot. That's a good yeah. So it's not it's it's a it's a bump, right? So mm-hmm. it there was a bit of an outrage amongst the Indian gaming community for the same. To be fair though, like console prices drop in India really fast because I remember um, the Xbox Techno, like the Xbox One. Started at what five hundred dollars, then dropped to like a three hundred, and was available for a long time for like twenty two or twenty five thousand, which is not uh, directly convertible to the dollar prices, but it's still very low compared to most other products, which kind of just import into India. Sure. Also, another thing to note related to the Xbox Series pricing is that there is still no official pricing for the PlayStation for the new PlayStations in India. which is kind of annoying yeah i mean i don't think it's going to come out like i don't think it's going to come out on launch day in india as well i kind of have a feeling it will be delayed launches in india as it always does with technology it's almost as if any other company other than apple doesn't see like a direct first day launch in india and and i mean apart from games Apart from games, like um, physical releases, physical releases, yes. But like then again, graphic releases. cards, graphic cards and stuff, PC components launch pretty quick. Yeah, I know um, people but who still... have thirties and and stuff already. Damn. Okay. That's yeah, pretty cool. So, so that's not an anomaly. Fair enough. Okay, our next piece of news: new Nvidia driver adds the RTX 3080 and 3090 stability fixes. So. Last week, uh, Neelak went on an entire teaching rant about what happens with uh, the pause caps and MLCCs. Yes, the yes. capacitors. So, sure. Long story short, if you get cheap capacitors on your uh, on your graphic card, it's not going to work very well, and that was a big problem because your graphic card just straight up didn't work. Yeah, it, it did not not work, but it like CTD'd a lot, which means crashed to desktop whenever it went above the two gigahertz margin. Yeah, which is yeah, which is pretty bad as well. Yeah, but hear me out. This was something mm-hmm. which I wanted to discuss. So, the advertised clock speed is more of seventeen hundred megahertz, right? Okay. And the two, so it hits two gigahertz when it's under Nvidia's GPU boost, okay. which again has a lot of prerequisites like uh, temperature, etc. Nvidia Nvidia GPU boost is like um, uh, comparable to an overclock, yeah. right? Yes, yeah. it is an additional multiplier. That is true. It is mm-hmm. similar to what Intel's Turbo Boost is, is such that mm-hmm. it's not depending on the amount of thermal headroom available, it will boost further. Right? Okay. So it's. I mean, you can one can argue that they are not getting the amount they paid for, but that's not really an argument because you are not paying for that headroom. You are paying for the seventeen hundred megahertz clock. Okay. But. Um... Are all the users who complained about this people who have or did uh, overclock or use GPU Boost, or is that something that comes enabled from the yes. box? Yes. So GPU Boost, much like Intel's Turbo Boost, comes enabled out of the box. So I think that's Nvidia's fault then, or at least not if Nvidia's fault, but the manufacturer's fault because if it comes with a feature that I I don't know is enabled. and that causes a problem for a noob end user who just bought a graphic card because i wanted the best gaming system or whatever i like i can be a gamer but not a tech enthusiast enough to like know the bios and know how to turn it off in the bios right which is very fair like for me if something is enabled in the box 
everything should just work out of the box Definitely. i shouldn't have to touch my bios if like if i'm not doing something that's very um like repairing my desktop type thing yeah. or overclocking for that matter so i'm glad that they came out with a fix what does it do i mean so it's not a fix fix it's more of a bandaid fix the current fix is that they're just dropping down the gpu boost clocks and then telling telling the card basically that it can't turbo over 2 gigahertz okay which in and of itself is not that big of an issue it's not going to kill your gaming performance whatsoever you're mm-hmm. still having going to have an insanely powerful card at an insane price point but then again it's more, much more of a shabby thing for the company and so it it was much more it can be much better attributed to the communication they had with the board partners okay so it's much more about them having a very trashier launch and very uncalled for launch so that's true yeah so that's what i attributed to it's not um, just nvidia's fault it's not just the board uh, makers fault do you think like you called it a bandaid fix but is a proper fix possible without actually going to people's houses or like calling them back in and actually repairing them physically Te- technically that would be the optimal fix right yeah in in a utopian world that would be the fix but like, i call, I, i consider this possible. a bandaid yeah exactly i consider this a bandaid fix because it does like at the end of the day it does hit your performance a little bit yeah like Maybe, you're going to see your bot top line shrink a little bit yeah so maybe the people the people more inclined towards overclocking can find the sweet spot that did want the turbo boost to go up when clock it clock it there that i feel will be a way better fix for everybody as in for the individual than going through the bulk fix that the board partner will provide like i don't want to say that uh, if you're going to overclock you might as well should have gone for an overclockable version of the card something like so that's what the Asus point made. right a lot of the overclockable cards also face a lot of issues because so it that's what i'm saying it's not the board manufacturer's problem in in a nutshell right the like nvidia as a whole did not tell the board manufacturers that they need the higher capacity capacitors mm-hmm. for clock, overclocking or whatever so it's just a fallout on both ends you can't say ki the that the board manufacturers should have up their ye because they did not know they honestly did not know that's fair enough okay so it's not about just the board performance being trash about board partners being trash it's about the communication being trash on a whole yeah um all right so something related on. to this my bad uh, okay. sorry something Go related on. to this will be that uh, due to this these are problems which are being faced i think the board manufacturers are going to work on this currently due to partly being the reason for the fact that the stocks will remain low until 2021 and mm-hmm. that has been said by nvidia themselves so so if you want a 3080 or a 3090 you are probably better off buying it in the next year or just waiting to see what amd does this can be an amazing opportunity for amd to Like if AMD can come up with like a good um, stock at least, one coming out with a good set of graphic cards at a good price, and third, um, having enough stocks to get everyone a card for Christmas. So definitely, it will be a nice thing for AMD definitely as they don't have to. Uh, Now that I think about it, getting a graphic card for getting a graphic card for Christmas is the best Christmas card anyone could ever get. of course 
moving on moving on we have some slightly political news which is it's not very news. common it is it tech is. news definitely but it's political tech news so a lot of news uh, news reporters have reported that india is very unlikely to revoke the pubg ban citing mm-hmm. the fact that it is very violent to be revoked so yeah um at first so to fill people in and i don't think we really need to but for the heck of it pubg was banned about a month or so ago pubg mobile pubg mobile was yeah. banned a month or so ago uh, citing its links with uh, chinese distributor tencent and uh, there's there was some data privacy problems with it people believe that it was a backdoor to china giving away data, uh, personal information to india like of indians and india and china have had a very strained relationship in the last few months so uh, it looked like a move that was very um, intelligence focused and now uh, right after that the manufacturer like uh, the pubg corporation or i think the company who made pubg mobile at least um, they decided that they're going to cut off all ties with tencent for its indian distribution plan blue hole corporation yeah blue hole corporation um but despite that change despite its end uh, despite its lack of linkage with tencent in any capacity for indian distribution um indian um india is very unlikely to revoke this ban because it's too violent so i have like i just thought of this um a lot like a lot of the times when people say that we've cut off all ties with this company for the distribution in this country it's is it very easy to believe I mean they're probably like, handed over to a different company so yes it should so when this happens there'll probably be a lot of big news articles about it which state that this and this company is now handling this which mm-hmm. i feel is fair so um i have a feeling that a lot of the times people just don't take their word for it and say that it's like the game is still partly owned by chinese companies and we just we just don't feel comfortable about it that's a stance that like people who are handling this up top could have I'm not really sure because I have a lot of points about this but like I have a lot of things in my head about this but most of them are um not quite supportive of the fact that it should like it's not getting revoked like the ban is not getting revoked um because one right after the PUBG ban one even like hours after the PUBG ban a new game was announced by an Indian developer and supported by Akshay Kumar uh called Forgy and it just felt like one of those things where it is just too good timing and if this is marketing for forgy where pubg just straight up goes we don't have any chinese links now we are like clean shit and they just say it's too violent so we can't let you like come back on if this is marketing for pubg or to some extent clearing the market for sorry for forgy my question is why does the government care about two games or like why does any like official body really care about games it's not Or about it. them caring about games it's probably more about them caring about where the money from the games go because technically if you're paying in pubg mobile the money in one sense is going to china like i say that in quotes but it's going to tencent i mean to be fair uh, a lot of streamers who play pubg online are earning a lot of money for themselves but is it really then- comparative to the amount people spend on the game 
I don't know, but there is a point to be made about the fact that a lot of people have like entire livelihoods running on a game, which is very popular, which is why they're getting all the money that they are. Now, something like a Fauji rolls around, probably not as popular, probably not as good. I'm not sure if it is or if it will be popular or not, but like, um, still, like, it just feels like the kind of thing where streamers who used to play PUBG a lot, like, full respect to them. They were doing a good job and they were earning for themselves, right? Um, like, I don't get why the government cares where the money is going either, because it's still a private corporation. It's, it's an open economy. We are openly partnering with Facebook, like our biggest company of India is openly partnering with companies like Amazon, Facebook, Snapdragon, Intel, etc. Qualcomm, I'm sorry. So, I don't know, like. I mean, to be fair, I I don't really care that much about about that angle of it. I'm looking at it from more of a net neutrality perspective. You you look at the whole Chinese ban from a net neutrality perspective. We aren't... Mm -hmm. This is very anti-net neutrality. I, I, there is yeah. no other way to put it. You are not allowed. You're, the net isn't neutral. You, if you are staying in this country, you can't go on certain websites just because they have said you can't go on these websites. Yeah. Regardless of whatever yes. reason they put up. But mm-hmm. So, at the root of it, this is a breach of net neutrality. But I, I don't think... Like, I don't think with, the government having Mr. made Pai any being how he is, I don't think he's going uh-huh. to do anything about it. But... This isn't a good way to go into, right? Yeah. And on the topic of banning Tencent, I'm, I'm, why is Cot Mobile still not banned? It is still partly owned by Tencent. It is surprisingly I'm, similar to PUBG. It is as violent. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. Like Cot Mobile is partly owned by Tencent, also a violent game, and it continues to thrive. In fact, even more so since PUBG got banned. So. If they are going to do a Chinese ban, then I, I guess stick to it completely. Although in and their defense, them not banning out COD Mobile does raise my eyebrows as to maybe PUBG Mobile was at fault. Are you getting maybe. where I'm coming from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, also, like, to that end, if there are intelligence reports about a backdoor to China in the game, which I won't be surprised if that is the case because China is... Like, not uh, the, the the good guy in this situation either. Why bring in the whole violent shtick then? Like, because people... It's not like if you tell people, Iskandar, like, uh, if this is like a backdoor to China, don't play this game. It's not like the jingoism is not going to keep people from it. I mean, they can call it anti-national and people won't play it. Exactly. Like, the whole thing is, if you just frame it in a different way, I'll just understand that, yeah, it is a flawed approach, but it is an approach which is working. When you bring in an excuse which I just don't buy, like, stick to one plan, right? I don't, at this point, I don't know. Because it used to be that there's an intelligence, there's a data privacy problem, which is a different thing to talk about. And then they come up with this as a violent game. But most games on the internet are. I mean, they are promoting sacred games. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. Let's be real. It doesn't get more violent from that. Most of the biggest movies that India has made has been about the underworld. Look at Rajnikanth, I mean. <laughs> okay. Yes. Any, anyway, so another point I'd like to make about the same movie mm-hmm. that... Uh, uh, I forgot. It's fine. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. So the next topic that we have at hand is that Aman. 
you played Genshin mm-hmm. Impact. I tell almost did. Okay, never mind. I almost did. So I'll can... tell you the story though. I'll tell you the story though. I I was on uh like I was scrolling through Instagram looking at a bunch of stories when I saw this guy playing uh like one of my friends is a streamer and he was playing this game which I thought for a very long time was Breath of the Wild, and I thought how is he playing it on his phone. because it looked a lot like breath of the wild and in the next story he literally wrote this looks a lot like breath of the wild this is called genshin impact and did i tell you it's free and it is better optimized for the phone than the ps4 and that was enough of a pitch for me to go to the play store and pre-register for it because what so to be uninitiated it is an open world arpg game chinese mm-hmm. arpg game might i add mm-hmm. it is chinese just saying yeah yes. and it is one of the biggest international it is the biggest international launch that a chinese game has ever seen with 5.3 million pre registrations outside of china 16 million inside china and surprisingly on the a few hours after launch there were over 100000 people watching it on twitch making it more popular than fortnite at the time so it's been getting international fame at this point and it's apparently a very nice game but the catch is that it's a gacha game Now, what is a gacha game? A gacha game is a game which involves a lot of gambling. Like, I'm uh, not okay. being being very black and white here. It involves the the main what do you call it? The loop of the game is that you earn stuff, you mm-hmm. bet stuff, and there is a chance that you gain a good character. Kind of sounds like all the betting games that um, BCCI has been pushing down our throats for the IPL. But, I yeah. mean, at the as the core concept, as one part of the core concept, yes. Although it is a very good game in a vacuum, apart from those uh, mechanics as well, the combat is really nice. The the world is really beautiful, and the it's it is a free to play game, but it can be a pay to win game. Is my concern. Right. People who pay a lot can definitely get the better end game characters fa- faster. Mm-hmm. Is it a openly multiplayer game? It. I I think so. I think it is because, open. but like it does honestly, not have any PVP aspect. It is a PVE game. Mm-hmm. It does not have uh, any PVP like aspect, which does, which is which you can put up as an argument about it not being pay to win. You can't technically win it over other people. It is pay players. to win, but you can't win over other people. So it's not really like you won't just enjoy the game for as long if you just pay for it. So I mean that I that, know, that goes just... for almost any like, pay to progress yeah, faster so, game. I guess that's fine. Then I guess like that's what people want to do. The I mean, sad the, part about part yeah. here is that it's pay to clear faster. If you get what I mean, a lot of mm-hmm. these games have a lot of have a lot of uh, focus on ad clears and stuff, right? So if yeah. you do pay more, you do at the end of the day like play more content oh, okay. and get through more right. content faster because you are more powerful. So right. in that aspect, if you are comparing times, it is pay to win. Let's be real. Fair enough, but I always find it a lot more egregious when, um, like, multiplayer games have the pay to win model, where I am playing against someone who's just paid his way to the top and is just way more, be- way better than I am just because of the things he has and not because of the skills. It's kind of, kind of disheartening. But with a PVE game, I feel like it's fine. Like let people do what they want. If they want to spend on their money on a stupid game, that's on them. Which I guess is just what people want. I find it particularly horrible on a PVP game, 
like something like a rainbow six siege would have been horrible if it was entirely based on that if you uh you just have 400 hp if you pay some money think think of this as uh if if i'm putting it this this into perspective of r6s think of mm-hmm. this as you only getting to have uh new characters unlocked new operators unlocked from alpha packs and the okay. more you pay the more alpha packs you can open what do you think about it then right that'll be annoying for the most part so that is effectively what this is well all right i think we'll see what happens with genshin impact because i so far the community interaction and the community uh, feedback has been pretty good for sure people don't for the most part don't seem to have a problem with it but yeah i think we'll see how it goes we'll play it for sure and i guess we'll tell you how it goes and it's a free game and it's available on the phone so i guess everyone go get genshin impact give it a try if you're give it a try for sure china. yeah like So another news. Right. Minecraft announced their newest update which is called mm-hmm. Caves and Cliffs. So this okay. is been some something what the community has been asking for for a good few years even before the Nether update which was the last update. Okay. So what this basically does is this reinvigorates the whole procedural generation that it used to do. And okay. this makes the overall the whole world much more interesting. so that is why this is going to be relevant and this is going to definitely get a lot of old players back into the game so i'm really are looking you, forward are you saying pewdiepie is going to get back into minecraft highly likely i mean i i mm. won't be surprised if he does that'll be fun definitely uh all right another uh, little piece of news payday 3 is in development yes and... that's really interesting tell me why that's a big deal i've not played any of the payday games so payday 2 was an was a huge hit a lot of mm-hmm. the player base still plays the game the game still goes on sale and it okay. still has a good player base and payday 3 being in development is really nice because it shows that the developers are still very much into the game and one big thing about it is they're ditching their old engine which was called the diesel engine and going to uh, going on to the unreal engine which is great considering unreal engine has been pretty nice for sure what But, what scares me is epic yeah, games exactly so that was what i was thinking as well it there could be a chance a very slim chance that it launches an epic store exclusive but i don't think so it will it uh, has have you played uh, the old payday games i have in fact will you pay payday like will you play payday 3 if it launches on epic store do you think i'll play i mean no let's be real no <laughs> okay cool uh cyberpunk goes gold Finally, and Cyberpunk goes yes. gold. This means that the game is not going to get delayed anymore. Thank God. The first trailer of the game we saw was back in 2013. It has been a seven-year developer cycle, which isn't very surprising. Originally, uh, one could say that why do people, why do the companies release trailers this early on in the developer cycle? But it was mostly done to gauge interest. I still think it's kind of it's it's kind of weird to launch a trailer in 2013 for a game that's launching in 2020 but because like I've seen Duke Nukem 3 hit the ground so hard after taking 14 or something years to launch something crazy so like that, that so that happened because there was a lot of handover over the studios yeah which is a very different uh, issue I know right? but yeah it's it's kind of like when you know the game's not going to be a thing for the next at least 3 years it's weird like i like 
to put in perspective GTA 5 launched on three different platforms and got old in the time that cyberpunk was becoming a thing sure but you have to uh, consider the fact that they they that's what i'm saying they originally launched it launched the trailer just to gauge whether the people will be interested in this kind of a game or not mhm i never heard about it until 2018 honestly okay i've been following it for a while i mean i was a big fan of the witcher and definitely it had caught my eye back then okay and uh, i'm just really glad it went gold what going gold means for the uninitiated is the fact that there is a final cd ready it does not mean it is ready to launch it just means they're ready to mass produce it is not a version 1.0 of the game they will be working on patches but for the most part it is very playable that is so what it kind of means that it's kind of their way of saying that we're not going to do any more delays and it's done like the big boy stuff is done yeah for sure they just need to add some maybe miscellaneous fixes some translation fixes and sh- and stuff and that means they're going to launch very soon i mean we know when they're mm. launching but like for yeah. sure this time this this also means that they're probably crunching for launch which is not a great thing but they did admit uh, that they're crunching for launch although they tried to sugarcoat it by saying they're getting paid for overtime which they need to do by government rules mm. and they can't i mean paying for overtime is not the problem right the game uh, the game developer industry is just plagued by um sh- short periods of crunching and then sacking a lot of people which is yeah, which is, is the problem with the it industry is, it is the problem with the industry and they have also been trying to sugarcoat it by saying that it's voluntary voluntary crunch which means like which means nothing for that matter i think the good part like arguably the good part about it is probably from home instead of in an office where you're stuck at least you get to see your children and your wife i guess fair that could be an argument i don't know like it kind of it is kind of sad that um like game development which seems like such a cool like such a cool profession to have um like to cool profession to be in is plagued by problems like this but like i guess it's a reality that people have to face it is uh, it is kind of sad yeah and all right i think this is end for the news and here's my last like piece of news which i like to call which i want to make a section but we'll see if we can come up with enough of these It's called good news and bad news. This week's good news is, in fact, I, th- I think I'll start with the bad news instead. This week's bad news is that uh, Call of Duty's new game will not fit on a 250 no, no, no. gig SSD. Not the new game, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the real the the last game, including Warzone. The, oh, okay, all right. Yeah. So Call of Duty Modern Warfare will not fit on a 250 gig SSD anymore because it's just that big now. On the flip side, if you want to play Crisis and you own a 3090 RTX 3090 you can actually just fit it on the VRAM of your 3090 and it will still run well so i guess if you have a 3090 you can you can play the entire game with next to no load times make what you will of that information yeah so for context about the cord thing so usually 250 gig ssds come with a capa- usable capacity of 232 gigs and mm-hmm. as of yesterday the game has surpassed that size so you will need a bigger ssd if you are paying it on that basically if you have a boot ssd of 256 gigs that's not you can't even fit that one game i mean that wasn't going to fit on a boot us uh, boot ssd for the past like few months either boot ssd will yeah. have your os on it as well i mean think about it like how big does a game have to like how 
at what point is the game too big it is already too big the disappointment the disappointing thing about this is that it's just uncompressed textures and uncompressed audio which can be easily compressed that is why the the community is hating on it so much it's weird like games like watch dogs legion still look great and still have really small sizes like as compared to this at least a 40 50 gig game sounds okay at the time because you have so much game inside one game now which is a weird statement but it's still true for sure man for sure like yeah um so with increasing sizes and decreasing times for episodes we're done here oh wait wait, wait. we have some more things we'll i'd like to point out before we leave aman for yes, that is this the post show there okay sure this is the post show so <laughs> okay, something which i want show. everybody to know is that on the 8th we have the amd event on which they uh-huh. are in which they are going to announce their newest lineup of cpus so mm-hmm. do mark your calendars for that do attend it it's going to be hype and we're going to cover it as well for sure definitely yes we're going to have an episode covering the entire event uh and what really happens on it because we are hyped you're definitely um, hyped. nvidia is scared nvidia is scared i mean they're scared for the event of the 28th way more than the okay, 8th okay fair intel is scared my bad intel is very scared from the leaks uh, that we've seen intel like uh, amd's uh 4 core 8 thread C- no wait 8 core 16 thread cpu which uh-huh. is supposed to be their 5600x if i'm not wrong or maybe 5700x that mm-hmm. is directly competing to an i9 10 9000 which is pretty insane considering especially considering the fact that the 10900k is a 10 core 20 thread processor whereas this is just an 8 core 16 thread processor and i think this time even like amd beats them even on single core performance um at least according to the leaks uh, because until now it used to be that um intel AMD will always of, yeah uh, intel was winner of single core performance but amd will beat them on multi core after ryzen yeah but damn the rise of ryzen has been pretty pretty sure. insane definitely yeah i'm not going to associate myself with that one anyway talking about not associating myself you know you want to talking about non associate not associating myself with stuff i'm not going to associate myself with the last bit of this podcast because that was a horrible pun you call it horrible but this will work this is what will be remembered about this episode definitely this this is here the rise of ryzen yes yes sure ah yes and that's it that's the end of the episode yeah. see you all in the next week for sure bye bye